Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, aka The WordPress Chick. This is episode 52. And as I'm excited with every guest, right? So I, I always do this. I'm super excited. Um, <laughs> but of course, I am excited about today's guest and everything that they're doing. Um, I have Shane Mila on the podcast today. Shane is part of the team over at Thrive Themes. And if you've been paying attention to anything I've been doing in the last, I don't know, six months, you'll know I'm a huge fan of the Thrive Content Builder. It is a visual built builder for WordPress. And there's videos that shows you how to do it. They've got built-in landing pages, all that good stuff. Absolutely love it. Well, they also released, as of yesterday, Thrive Leads. And I am in love with this plugin. Uh, it does pop-up, you know, light box uh, widgets, ribbons, think kind of like the hello bar at the top. You can do a post footer opt-in, meaning at the end of every post, there's an opt-in. You can style it. It looks phenomenal. Um, and then they've got a slider, which I haven't tested. But the difference with this, first of all, it replaces a handful of plugins, right? So everything's built into one. Thrive Themes pays attention to speed and site load. Um, I'm totally telling you all this stuff because we didn't cover this in the, in the interview. I, I talked to I talked to Shane a few months ago, actually. And so you can split test whether it's style, headlines, literally with the click of a button. You can dictate every element of this, where it shows up, how it shows up, the frequency, the whether you want it to, you know, fade in, fade out, it does a ton of stuff. And of course, just like everything else at Thrive Themes, everything looks fantastic. I, I just I love the styling, which brings me to my last point of their themes. I have started using uh, their squared theme, which I'm in love with for another project, another site I'm doing. So I'll be writing about their themes as well. I still love Genesis, of course. But you know, I think as the marketplace changes, and WordPress just gets better and better, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of options out there, and it's it's time to uh, step into some new territory. I think. Anyways, enjoy the interview, and if you want to check out Thrive Leads, and of course all the tools, you can go to the wpchick.com forward slash Thrive Leads, all one word. Yes, it's an affiliate link, but like I said, I I do use all this stuff, and I will continue writing content. I'm actually thinking of doing some webinars on WordPress lead gen, so. Anyways, enjoy the interview. Um, as always, I'd love a review on iTunes. If you find this helpful, let me know you know who you'd like me to interview. That would be fantastic. So that's it. Enjoy the interview. Thanks, guys. Before we jump into Thrive Themes and the Builder, what were you doing? Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing before you launched Thrive Themes? Well, quite a lot, really. So I've been um, self-employed or self-unemployed, as the case <laughs> may be, for, um, uh, I don't, I'm not even sure, it must be like seven years or so now. And I have, you know, I have I had a long period of time where I was kind of trying to make something work and where everything was very, very difficult. And I had no idea what I was doing, basically. Um, this included things like um, actually selling things offline, so selling computers and computer hardware uh, at one point. I was also, I then had some, uh, I was running an e-commerce store for a while, 
And then I slowly got into this whole online marketing thing and I started learning about, I mean, initially I was completely intimidated by everything, you know, websites, hosting, all that kind of thing. I was intimidated by that kind of thing. Um, but I slowly, you know, got into it, learned how to build my own websites, learned about online marketing, about traffic generation, that kind of thing. And, um, and then I started, uh, at first I started, um, you know, I had a few blogs and I had a few websites that I just monetized with affiliate offers. And then I started creating a few products of my own and initially just information products where, you know, I could do everything myself. I was just teaching some of the skills that I had acquired. And, uh, and then I wanted to start developing software. And there again, it's like, um, you know, it's, it started with some very small and simple things that, and, and many, many projects that, failed before they ever made it to market and then slowly got better and better at it. And that's, you know, the accumulation of many years of learning is that now we have Thrive Themes with uh, currently, I think, 17 people in total working for this uh, on Thrive Themes and, and churning out um, amazingly high-quality software and, you know, themes and plugins that, that now I have to say, yes, I'm really happy with the products we create. But this like a, you know, this is a, after several years of, of practice. Yeah, well, and so you're totally self-taught with everything. You didn't go to school for, you know, computer science or engineering or anything like that. No, no, I'm, um, I dropped out of university. I did one year of psychology, um, but it was really just because I didn't know what else to do. And it took me like, well, it took me less than one year to figure out that, that university was definitely not what I wanted to do. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, and I still, you know, I'm self-taught on the marketing and, and the whole product side, but I don't do any programming myself. That's, that's all, um, you know, my team does that. Well, that, that's good to know too. And I, I have to tell you, I, I had tried with a friend to have a couple plugins built and there is so much that goes into that. And it's something I definitely would touch again next year. Um, but it, it's one of those things that you really need that support and that infrastructure because of the amount of testing and support and there's a lot more involved in it than just, you know, creating something and selling it for sure. Yes. Yes. Software is, is uh, quite, quite a bit more complex than information products. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, um, so with thrive themes, when, how did that all come about? You know, how did you, uh, bring the team together? Did you guys do funding? Fill us in on that, that backstory. Okay. Um, this was an idea that, I had at some point, and this happens quite often, you know, I'll have an idea where I think this could be a good product, this could be a good business, but the idea isn't quite fleshed out yet. And I kind of carry that idea around with me and take notes whenever I see something new that inspires me. And at some point, it kind of comes together and it clicks into place and I go, yes, now we have, you know, a complete idea that can actually be the basis of a business. So. The, the origin of Thrive Themes was that personally, I was building many different websites, you know, for each of our products and, and for each of my, my online projects, I, I usually build this, a new website. And the process for me was always something like this. I would, um, I would have an idea, okay, this is, you know, this is what the product is, this is what the website should look like, and then I would go looking for themes. And I was a member of several theme clubs, so I'd try some of those, and I'd buy various themes from wherever I could find them. And usually, they would go like this. I'd see a theme, it looks good, I buy it, I install it, I start playing around with it, and then I see, you know, something's just horribly wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, maybe it's just, it's just, um, you know, it looks nice, but the features just aren't what I need at all. Or 
also very common, you know, a theme that looks great, but uh, it's just not performance optimized. It just slows your site down to a crawl, and that will just drain all uh, money out of your site, basically, because people flee a slow site, right? Um, and just things like that. So in the end, you know, on average, I think I would easily go through five or six themes before I'd find one where it's like, okay, this one's good enough if I spend another day and a half customizing it, right? Yeah. And so I thought basically what it comes down to is for people who actually, you know, want to create a business website, who want to sell something online um, and who care about and, and understand conversions and marketing, there are no themes being made for these people. You have to take one and then wrestle it until it becomes what you need it to be. And so I thought that's what we need. We need to build themes that are, um, you know, built from the ground up for a business site in mind. Um, and so we started building themes and we also started building plugins. And the same thing, you know, with the Visual Composer, uh, or or actually a plugin called Visual Composer was one that I used um, because if you want to create things like sales pages where you, you might have, you know, interesting layouts and things, the WordPress editor just doesn't cut it. No. Um, you just end up messing around with short codes and, and trying to paste in HTML and then WordPress mangles your HTML and stuff like that. So it's just horrible. So I started looking for like better editors and I came across one called Visual Composer. I used that for a while. Um, then I wasn't quite happy with that either. And then I like I went on a raid and just bought every Visual Composer or every Visual Editor type plugin I could find, tried them all, tested them, found flaws with all, with all of them. And then we were like, okay, let's build something of our own, right? Um, with the same thing in mind, right? For people who want to build things like marketing pages, landing pages, sales pages, there's no really suitable solution out there. And so we decided to build our own and that became the Thrive Content Builder. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you said that because I, I bought the Visual Composer after I had Thrive Themes. I'm like, well, let me see this. And it was like five minutes in, and this is not a dig to them, but five minutes in, I was like, no thanks. <laughs> Just because mm -hmm. of the, the ease of use with um, with the content builder that you guys have created. And and again, it's super fast. I, I didn't feel, anyways, we're going to get a little bit more into that. But just a couple side notes. With, you know, it's interesting. I love that you have approached themes in, in the WordPress community from a perspective of the business owner and marketing. And, you know, I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of resistance to earning money within WordPress. There's a sort of open source. And, and again, maybe this is simply my perspective, but, you know, there's sort of this, this um, code is poetry and, and, and that sort of thing where you're, you're not supposed to sell, you're not supposed to build a list. And to me, it's just, it's not a business then if you're not actually marketing and selling. And if you're, if you're doing anything online, you're selling. So what is your thoughts on the community and sort of that perception of making money with WordPress, even though tons of people are doing it very, you know, genuinely mm. with integrity. I think that's, I think that's an interesting point. Yeah. There might be something like that going on, but um, my impression is that the main issue is that um, if you look at, unless, you know, even if we just talk about, I mean, one of the issues with open source is that you have like a sea of crap that's available, right? Because anyone can create something and there's very little, very little oversight. So one of the issues is there's just a lot of low quality stuff out there. Um, but if we, even if we just talk about like, you know, premium high quality themes and plugins for WordPress, I think the main issue is that they're created by designers and developers and not by marketers. And 
especially with with themes, I see this very very strongly. Where, um, I mean, right now, I I can tell you one thing. If you look at, if you go and look for premium WordPress themes right now, you will find that 99, if not 100 percent of them, feature a large auto forwarding animated slider, probably a multi layer slider, and probably a full screen slider as one of their big features, right? You can have, and, and on their demo sites, it will be like on the homepage, the first thing you see is this huge slider. Um, and as you know, with animations and maybe even animated backgrounds and it goes through various slides and all that. And this is a designer thing and a developer thing because designers are excited about it because you can have, you know, you can make it look so nice and it's animated and all that. Developers are excited about it because it util utilizes new technology and so on. But guess what? Sliders are not good for conversions, all right? If you want to sell something on your website, an auto-forwarding slider is like a surefire way to reduce your conversions. And there's piles of data that shows this is true, right? So you're talking also about like the, like the parallax effect. The parallax effect, well, that's, that's not so bad, but the parallax effect is more like, that's also a very popular thing, where the question is more like, you know, how many scripts are you loading to make this happen? How, how much slower does this make your site? And, and how many more conversions are you really getting thanks to the parallax effect, right? Right. Um, but, it, but the slider thing is, I think, is even worse because, you know, so many people, and, I, and I've talked about this before, it's almost difficult to make people believe that sliders are actually bad for conversions because you look around and, like, everybody's using them. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Except the, the, my favorite way of kind of changing your mind about that is, except look at websites run by people who are conversion experts. Like just look at websites, you know, um, for, for companies that, that work in conversion optimization or run by people who are conversion experts and you'll find that none of them use a slider, right? Just look at like split testing tools, Optimizely, Visual Website Optimizer, Unbounce. Um, you know, look at blogs by conversion experts like, uh, you know, or, or Kissmetrics blog or even Kissmetrics itself or uh, Leadsprout and so on and so forth, right? If you look at these sites run by people who understand conversions and test all the time, you won't see a slider anywhere. And, and so there's a disconnect there. There's a disconnect there between what's being offered on the market because that's produced by designers and developers and, and what actually works for a business which is the, let's say, the marketer's domain. I, I, t I couldn't agree more. And it's funny because you'll see even some people that do, um, maybe, you know, they create websites for clients and I go to their site and then there's like this little sign up for my newsletter over here and maybe they're selling themes. And I'm thinking, you know, your first priority should be to get my name and email and let's build a relationship so you can sell to me. And that's not coming from this smarmy sales place, but it's like, if this is a business site, the goal is to get customers, right? Every business yeah. offers leads and sales. So, yeah, it's it's fantastic. You know, it's like the only time I've never had an issue with the slider. I have a client that she deals with the government, you know, and so we're really looking at sort of just a brochure website, and she wanted a slider. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's fine. She's never going to get clients through the web. It's She's just not. I know that. So that's fine. But, um, no, I totally appreciate that feedback, and, you know, it's – when I work with clients, I always come from this perspective that, you know, I consider myself a marketer. I'm not – I'm I'm not a programmer or a coder either. I can do what I need to mm -hmm. do in WordPress, but I like the marketing of it. Um, so yeah, no, that is fantastic. So when you guys start, I think also if I if I can yeah. just quickly add something, you know, the point you made about uh, people don't want to, you know, they're afraid to sell or it's like there's a bad image to selling and stuff like that. Um, I think that, you know that's certainly 
there's certainly truth to that. And I think especially everyone who starts out with this, everyone who starts a business will at some point come to the moment where they have to pull the trigger essentially and you know ask someone for money in return for their thing. And I think that's difficult for most people, right? It's, it's difficult to do that. It's, uh, you know, it takes some getting used to, let's say. But I think what's also very, very important there is, of course, there are many examples, there are many like negative examples of selling where, you know, people are pushing rubbish products on you at overblown prices and so on. And we don't want to be those people. That's, that's obviously what we want to avoid. But I think it's also very important that you create a product that you're, excited enough about that you feel like you're doing someone a favor if they get it. So, you know, it's, it was interesting that you said, said before, you know, you, you used the Thrive Content Builder and then you tried Visual Composer. To me, that is, that is the, the ideal situation. Like, to me, if, uh, this would be perfect if people buy our builder and use it for a bit and then try every other one on the market. That would be great because then they would really appreciate how good ours is. I, I feel like it's important that you're so excited about your product that you feel like I'm doing my customer a favor by convincing them to try my product. Yeah, I'm solving a problem in the market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, and I heard something once with sales that it said, you know, if you take yourself out of the ask, meaning it's not about me asking you for money, it's about mm-hmm. me solving your problem. Um, you know, and it's funny as somebody, because, you know, I really appreciated what you said with, with the video. I don't, I'm not hypey. I'm just me. And so when I find something that I enjoy, I just want to share it. And again, I'm thinking about my audience when I create a video or when I talk about something and why I want to use this or why I want to test it. And so, you know, it was, I felt like, okay, well, let's look at the visual composer. This is important. I'm in love with Mm -hmm. this builder, but let's do sort of a fair review as opposed to I'm just in love with this product, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So when you guys, when you started Thrive Themes, did you guys get funding? Did you partner? How did you build the company? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, So this is, my thing is kind of... um, you know, the lean startup type approach. And I've basically bootstrapped all of my businesses. So every business I've ever started that, first of all, we always start businesses on a minimum budget before we start making money from them. So Thrive Themes was actually the most expensive thing, the, the most money I ever spent, you know, before actually making that money back. Um, and, but every, in every case where I've started a business or I started a pro- project that cost money to get off the ground, um, that money came from a previous project. So it's basically all been self-funded. You re- keep reinvesting in everything. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you have a business partner? Had you guys hire? I mean, do you guys have offices? Do you guys work from home? I have a business partner, yes. Um, I work together with Paul McCarthy, who is um, who started out being like um, my developer. I worked with him as a developer, and uh, we partnered on a previous project, and then now he's kind of become the head of development in the company. And we also work together with a company in, in Romania where they basically do the human resources part for us. So all of our people are, well, almost all of them are hired through this one company and um, managed through there. Wow. So how's that been for you? Because with your previous ventures, did you deal with hiring a bunch of people? I mean, how, how has the growing of Thrive Themes been for you personally? It was, this was actually pretty extreme because, you know, before the most we ever had was maybe three or so people working for us on something. Um, and, and with Thrive Themes, you know, when we first opened that up to the public, um, even, you know, it was kind of a beta release type thing, but we went from zero to four and four, four thousand and something members within like 10 days or something. Wow. Um, and, 
so suddenly, you know, we initially we we couldn't keep up with support. That was a big problem. And then, uh, and also, you know, we basically went from from three people to something like thirteen people in a few weeks, and uh, that's difficult. <laughs> that's difficult to manage. So that was the first time for for me as well, where I kind of had to manage a larger team of people and learn how to do all that. Um, and that's th- hard know, to I'm do in months, in let alone a few weeks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and, the, and this is still in pro in, in progress. You know, we're still trying to optimize that. And I guess you know it'll never stop. I mean, trying to optimize the team process and so on will never stop. Now, I've I've actually been growing, you know, my own company, and I have a team of people that have worked with me, and and I do coaching with WordPress business owners, and so they all start using my team, and I'm I'm going to work with Troy Dean, and we're going to open that up to WP Elevation. So it's like I'm looking at how many staff members I've got, like eight that work with me now, and it's just. It's kind of overwhelming. It's exciting, but at the same time, I'm thinking, oh gosh, you know, systems and processes. <laughs> that that's mm-hmm. a whole other, you know. So I brought a partner on that's really good at that. So I, I definitely understand that. Um, so how has the you guys when it, do you released uh, Thrive earlier this year, right? Uh, the content builder. Yes. Okay. So how's it, how does how's it gone the first say six months? It, it went very well. I mean, as I said during our launch, we got you know four thousand and something customers, and then. Um, we kind of, I mean, we haven't done any other marketing. So we did this one launch and then we closed it down actually for a while uh, to try and catch up with everything. And then we kind of quietly opened the doors again. I had we people asking me, <laughs> sorry, on my post, I had a lot of people saying, it's closed now. And I'm like, you're going to just get the wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's it's gone very well, you know, the, the response has been great, um, and we're, we're now getting ready to actually start selling again now that we've, you know, we've gotten to a point where, you know, we've caught up with everything, we've, we've start, we're starting to get to grips with the larger team and so on, we're starting, um, and we have so many products now, we, you know, so much is happening on the product side that we have to start selling it again and have to start letting people know about it again. Oh, because you guys have other products that you're working on? Yeah, I mean, part of the so Thrive Themes itself is essentially a membership, right? And if you're a Thrive Themes member, then you can get you get all of our products, and that includes um, themes that we release on a regular basis. So basically, just new themes every once in a while, and also we've got a whole lineup of plugins that's going to be released um, in the coming months and years. Okay, good. Which we'll get into a little bit more on that. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of dive a little bit deeper into the Thrive Content Builder. So just for some of the listeners, can you just give another overview of what it is and what it does, and then we'll get into some of the new features that are coming. Okay, yeah. So I think the best way to think of it is if you imagine that you didn't know anything about how creating content on a website works, because we all have these preconceived notions, and we've I'm guessing, right, everybody who listens to this has probably maybe used the WordPress editor, maybe even you know used some... Uh, coded some HTML and stuff like that. So we all have these preconceived notions about how you put content on a website. But imagine that you knew nothing about that. And then imagine what would the best solution be. Now, I asked myself this, and to me, the obvious answer was, instead of working in an editor that's completely separate from the front end of my website, I would actually work on the front end of my website. In other words, what I wanted to do with an editor, I, w- I wanted to remove the disconnect between the editing of the content and the content itself. Because think about what happens in the normal WordPress editor. You, um, you know, let's say you write a headline and you write a paragraph. Now, this headline and paragraph looks a certain way in your editor, 
But then if you click on preview and look at it on the front end of the website, it looks completely different, right? It's different font, it's different size, different formatting, different width, different everything. So that if you really think about it, like that doesn't really make sense. Why is that? Why are we creating content for our website, but it doesn't look like what it looks like on our website? It doesn't really make sense, right? Yeah, hitting preview so, like 10 times. <laughs> exactly. And so you're previewing all the time, you're refreshing your preview all the time, and you're trying to get stuff right. It's like, it's annoying, right? Okay. Um, and actually, one, you know, it's a funny thing. So one of our customers actually, I can't remember the numbers, but he kind of calculated how much time he was saving by not having to refresh previews all day long. Yeah, it, um, it gets crazy. <laughs> Right, because that adds up, right? It's every time it's like, let's say, five seconds or so. It adds up. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, especially today. With, sorry, I was going to say really quick, but, you know, the visual element to content mm-hmm. is really important now, socially, mm-hmm. and it's it's what helps drive viral content. So by being able to see, which we'll talk about the image. Uh, it, I love this friggin' thing, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so so anyway, just get, you know, get back to what is Five Content Builder. Basically, it is... Instead of doing all that with the editor, you you load your page when there's no content on it yet, right? You load your page on the front end, and the editor appears on the front end, and you add your content and create it, and it looks, as you're creating your content, it looks exactly like it will look to your visitor. So, and that goes from, you know, simple just headlines and text to inserting and resizing images to dragging and dropping elements around to, you know, to change positions of stuff to creating, you know, complex layouts with you know, multiple columns with things like content boxes highlights um, and also you know marketing elements such as buttons and guarantee forms and stuff like that but you're building all of this stuff on the front end of your website and again there's like basically there's no refreshing right there's no preview is basically not necessary because the website you're editing looks exactly like the website your visitor sees that is the basic thing about the Thrive Content Builder. Yeah, the only time I do preview is when I want to test uh, a call to action button that I've put in to make sure the opt-in form works, you know, because I see exactly what it looks like, but then I save it and I preview to make sure that, you know, I've put the right code in or whatever. So, um, well, and and when you guys launch, you had a certain amount of elements, you've released some more, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess for the, for everybody listening, I've got videos, um, multiple on the site. And when, when you hear this podcast, we'll be talking about, um, some of the new stuff. So I'll have a video because I just about fell over last night when I was playing with the new features. Um, can you fill people in like some of the recent new features, right? You've added a click to tweet option. Yeah. So we've added, basically, again, we were trying to create, we're trying to add stuff that you can put on your page easily. That's based on what makes sense from a marketing perspective. And so the click to tweet, was one of those things. I, I saw people starting to do this, like clever marketers started to do this, where they have their post, and then in the post, they'll be like, you know, they'll, they'll pick some quote that sounds particularly cool or whatever, um, or, you know, some, some a sentence where they make a really good point, and then they actually put that, that sentence inside a box, and the box says, click here to tweet. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is a really clever way to get people to tweet something, Right. It's instead of just saying, hey, share my post, you're basically saying, hey, share this specific awesome tweet, share this specific sentence, which will then link back to my post. But it also make you look cool because you're, you know, you're sharing something valuable on your on your Twitter. Um, and so I thought this is really smart. But if you think about how, how do I do that? Well, basically, you call a developer and have them build something for you, right? <laughs> because it's kind of complicated to make that happen. And so 
that's one of the things we added where you can very easily, you know, with a few clicks, you add this element that looks, you know, it has a nice style and you add your quote and um, you add your Twitter handle and, and, and you can also customize it and so on. But it's like with a few clicks, you can add a really nice click to tweet element to your post. And that's a really easy, straightforward and effective way of actually getting more tweets on that post. And I think what what I would like people to take away from that, too, is that you're making it easier for people to engage with your own content. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's not just about like, because as much as I love cool features and stuff, you want to make it, you know, inviting and easy for people to share your content. And so I I think that's great. Um, You also there's some I just it's like every time I dig deeper, I'm like, oh, there's more styling for the images. And, you know, (laughs) and I just have to tell everybody I love the uh, the slider resizer for the images. You know, you literally drop the image into the page. I don't need to click edit. I don't need to go resize it and make sure the proportions are constrained. I drag it. I'm like, I'm going to make it bigger, smaller, bigger. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it, it's absolutely fantastic. So, okay, so let's talk about the launch next week. What do you what, what is coming with that? If you could share everybody's share with everybody the new features uh, that are built into the builder. Yeah, so what we noticed, um, well, another thing is, right, we, as I said, we try to build stuff that makes sense from a marketing perspective rather than just, you know, oh, this is a cool, fancy new thing. Um, and also, we, we pay very, very close attention to what our users tell us um, and, you know, and kind of pay attention to what features they use and what kind of things they, they like most and so on. And what we noticed is that while on the one hand, people loved the the customizability that you get with Thrive Content Builder. So you can change basically everything about everything, right? Um, and and they like that, but we also noticed that there was demand for more of a done-for-you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because it's nice, it's nice if you have something like the Content Builder and you, um, maybe you're a designer yourself or, you know, you're, you're kind of pro at this kind of thing and you, you can build a page, you can build like your, let's say your sales page from scratch and you have complete control over everything on the page. That's really nice. But for a lot of people, it's like, okay, um, you know, I want to build a landing page, but I'm not really like, what should I put on this page? And, and, you know, I'm not a designer, so I don't know what colors should I pick, what fonts should I pick, all of this stuff. I don't really know any of this, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things we did were we did some webinars where we, you know, showed people, hey, you know, here's some stuff you can actually do with these tools. And we realized when we did that, that a lot of people just, you know, didn't realize how much you can actually do with this until they saw someone demonstrate it. Um, and so kind of out of that grew the idea for landing pages where we're like, what we're going to do is we're going to give you landing pages that are, you know, pre-designed completely done for you you click you know with two or three clicks the landing page appears on your site um it overrides your theme completely so no matter what theme you use this thing will just have has its complete own design ignores everything about your theme it just it's like a standalone page with its very own styling it's and it's you know it's designed by a designer it is created with the conversion in mind, so it's created by people who understand conversions and marketing, so you don't have to have your expertise there. And really all you have to do is like, you know, it'll have the headlines and subheadings and everything in place, and all you have to do is change the text, maybe, you know, upload your own image if, let's say, it's a landing page where you um, are getting emails in exchange for an ebook, right? So you upload your own ebook image, you change the words to, to make sense in the context of what you're giving away, and you hook it up to your autoresponder and you publish it. 
so that you know without having to make any design decision yourself and without having to have any technical knowledge or anything like that you have a conversion optimized beautiful landing page ready to go very very easily that's that's the goal that or that's the problem basically that we want to solve with thrive landing pages so, and I just wanted to add, so when I was playing with this, because it's funny, when I did a um, a video, I did lay out a squeeze page for people, and with, uh, my, my site is, is built on Genesis, but I had, a, I had to create a custom landing page, because the default landing page in the theme, I didn't like the way it looked, so, mm-hmm. so I used that, and then literally, like a week later, you know, this came out, and I want people to hear too. There's a couple things so that I noticed. First of all, I love the double opt-in and uh, not double the two-step opt-in. Sorry. Yeah. Um. And but so for anybody who doesn't know what that means, it's basically instead of seeing an email form on a page where you've got the name and email, you see you know sign me up right, and you click the button and then the opt-in appears. And there's been tests that those convert better. Uh, so, and that was ridiculously easy to create as well. And so just watching this whole event process and I'm now with the events, can you explain a little bit what events are for people and how they work with, with the pages? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, let's start with the two-step opt-in. Yeah. Um, that's, that's something we, we knew we wanted because that's how the event manager came about, right? That's something we knew we wanted. So what you need there is you need a button on the page and when you click that button, the modal box appears, so that's a box overlay over the rest of the site with the opt-in form in there. And so, you know, initially that's all we wanted to do. We just thought, well, some of our landing pages are going to have a two-step opt-in, and that's it, right? But then, um, you know, our developers were talking about this, and they were like, listen, everything else in the in the content builder is completely customizable. So. Basically, the opt-in, you know, the, the modal box that appears with the opt-in form should be two. And um, that's how the event manager came about. So then we were thinking, okay, so instead of, instead of you know, having this restricted where all you can have is this button and it opens this specific modal box, you, can, you, you have this button. And what you do is you assign an event to the button. And an event is basically you say, on click, open a light box. Okay, that's an event. And then you can go and customize that light box and you have exactly the same design freedom for the light box or for the modal box. Uh, same thing, I, I use these terms interchangeably. Um, you have the, the same design freedom there that you have for a page. So you can add an image there, you can add an, a video there, you can, you can add column layouts and stuff there. You can do whatever you want. Okay, so that's what we built. So we thought, okay, that's cool. Uh, so now we have a two-step opt-in where it's all completely customizable. So you can customize the button that people click on. You can customize what the modal box looks like. You can customize everything. Great. And then we were like, hold on, you know, we have this event thing. Since we already have this, why don't we make other events possible as well? So the way it works is you can assign different, you can create different events. And one of the events, one of the triggers of the events can be someone clicks on something. A trigger can also be something comes into view. So as someone's scrolling down, something comes into view and that triggers an event. Uh, an event can also be someone, you know, rolls over. So the mouse cursor rolls over an element and that triggers an event. And then the event itself can be either opening a light box or I think currently we only have opening a light box or an animation. So one of the things you can do is as people are scrolling through the page, you can have elements animate into view as they come, uh, as the user scrolls down, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a um, PowerPoint animation. 
Something like that, yeah. yeah. But way and, better. <laughs> and you can also, because everything is customizable, you can, you know, this is not limited to a two-step opt-in. So you can have, let's say, a button that when someone clicks on it, a modal box opens with um, a bit of text and a video inside it. So this could, you know, this can be used in a different way. So maybe you have on a page, you have a thing where you explain a feature of your product and the button that says, you know, show demonstration of this feature and people click on it, a video pops up, right? So it's basically, um, we have, again, you know, we have a, a very easy way to use this and you don't have to worry about any of this event manager stuff if you don't want, because if all you want is a two-step opt-in, you load the landing page that's pre-built and you're done, basically, Right. And it's all built for you. But if you want to customize this stuff, you can basically customize everything about everything. Yeah, I, I was playing with it. I just, I, it, and the ease of use, truly, that in creating the events, everything, and I just, I want people who are listening to this to understand, it's not, you know, th there's no coding with this. There's literally, it, it is really what you see is what you get, but just each step of this to create the events, it's creating a custom post type. And it's all right there. It's super easy. You know, last night I was even testing adding um, font icons, which I love, and how absolutely easy that was to, you know, install font icons to be used in the theme builder. I mean, as in the mm -hmm. content builder as well. I was just, <laughs> I was in awe. It, it really is an amazing product. Um, now, so recently too, I know you guys, you sped it up, right? I mean, performance, I guess, is what I should say. So yeah. how, that's something you guys constantly work on or tweak. How do you how do you test that, really? Well, for um, for the editor itself, the, the, the performance that we worked on there was the actual, you know, for the user, right? So how, how fast it is to edit and create pages. Um, and that's really something where... Um, well, we do two things really. We we test it ourselves, and we work with it ourselves all the time. That's also how we always get ideas of how to improve it. If you constantly work with the editor, you know you're actually living in it, so to speak. Um, so you flaws in it become apparent, right? So if something is a bit slow, and you work with it all the time, and you constantly encounter <laughs> the same thing being a bit slower, it gets really annoying, and and you want to fix it. Um, and the other thing is we, we also occasionally kind of hand it to people who are not website people, let's say, you know, people who don't usually work with websites just to see how they cope with the editor because we reckon that, you know, if, if someone has no idea um, about, or, you know, is basically not very technically well-versed, but they can still find their way around this editor and they can still make sense of it, then that's a good sign. Um, the other part of performance is that we also, as a very important thing in all our products, we want to make sure that they don't slow down your website, right? So, as I said earlier, you know, one of the, this is almost like a, a basic factor in conversions is your website speed. Because if your website is slow, you'll just lose visitors before they ever see your stuff, mm -hmm. before they ever see your content or watch your video or whatever it is, right? And so this is a very, very important factor that we always keep in mind. And there, the thing is that, you know, every everything that we create, everything that you create in the builder that will be shown on your website is coded to be as light as possible. Because that's one of the most important things about, you know, not having a slow website is simply keeping as much out of it as possible, right? Not loading a whole bunch of, like I said before about the parallax scrolling effect, you know, 
the the issue with the parallax scrolling effect is you have to load a script for that to to happen that just slows down your site a bit and then all you have is this you know this little effect that most visitors probably don't even notice and so it sacrifices the speed yeah 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 exactly so that's something we pay very very close attention to whenever we create a new element we look at you know what's the leanest most minimal way to make this work and so that it's the fastest possible element when you actually put it into use wow so what i want to you know it's interesting too i think with different um wordpress managed hosting companies now you know um I, i have lead pages i have optimized press and because everything is customizable <laughs> with with the content builder, I mean every element is customizable. But what I love mm-hmm. about it too is those pages live on my site. If I'm going to send traffic anywhere, I want to send traffic to my site, you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to a self-hosted page um, like with lead pages or. And and again, I, I don't mean to to bash anything. Optimized press is very very heavy um, on a site, but. Um, so if, could you talk a little bit about what is in store for Thrive Themes and the builder? Can give us any sneak peeks into what's coming? Yeah, okay. So for, um, for I mean, obviously on, on the one, we, we have basically two main, um, two main development teams. Uh, the one team works on themes and the other one works on the plugins. Mm-hmm. So um, let me briefly talk about the themes first. Yeah. We have, we have a couple of themes already where um, we call them multi-purpose themes, where it's, you know, it's, it's a nicely designed, lightweight theme that you can customize for many, many different purposes. So whether that's a blog or, you know, a, a marketing site or something like that, you can use these themes. We recently released the magazine theme, and this is a theme specifically made for magazine websites, meaning, you know, think of websites like maybe Mashable or Greatest. The kinds of websites that usually live on creating a lot of content, getting a lot of social shares for those content, and then are monetized through advertising. And so we've built a theme together with with someone who, um, with Gail from um, Authority Hacker. Um, we work together with him because he runs several sites like that. So he's an expert in this topic. And so we sat together with him to figure out what is the best possible theme for this kind of business. So we have a theme that is built from the ground up to, um, you know, to engage visitors, to keep them on your site, to serve ads in a, in a targeted and optimized way, and to get more social shares. And that's all built into the theme as features. So that's our second category of themes. So we have the multipurpose themes. Now, for the first time, we have magazine themes. And we have several more categories where we will make themes that are optimized for a specific business purpose, right? So that's going to, we're going to be revealing at least one more category before the end of the year. And we're also going to be producing more themes in, in the other categories, right? Wow. Can I ask you with, when you guys are doing, because I love that what you're doing is so much of it's performance-based. I don't mean necessarily speed, mm-hmm. but you're looking at conversions. Do you guys have people that study conversions or, you know, that, that are pulling in that data that obviously, you know, like, Talking to Gail with Authority Hacker. So, with everything else, do you do you have people that are dedicated to that? What do you? How do you get that information? Well, it's it's there's currently two sources of that, and uh, the first is um, as I you know the, the example with Gail, we we work together with people who are like deep in some specific niche or some specific topic, and the other one is is you know that one of the main sources is like my own experience with doing all this stuff because I have been obsessed with conversions. 
and studying this and so on for a long time. And I have like, um, I think what's even more important because, you know, I've read books about it and I follow blogs about it and so on, but I think what's even more about uh, important is that I've been doing this as my bread and butter for years now. Um, so currently I'm one of the, like, you know, I'm kind of the main source of, of this kind of thing. So I'm the person doing the studying, so to speak. Yeah. No, that's great. And I, I you know, for, I would say probably until the last year and a half, I just... I was not really, I mean, I knew it was important to look at analytics, and that's sort of how I found different niches for my own site, but it when you start paying attention to that, even if you're not a numbers person, it gets a little obsessive because you realize how much easier it is when you pay attention to what works, mm-hmm. you know, and you tweak and test it from there. So um, so what's coming with the plugins? And okay, with the plugins for the next, um, for the next few months, obviously, landing pages itself is one of the most important things, so we'll be adding more landing pages mm-hmm. um, at launch we will probably have about six available and we want to add you know many many more so that users have a lot of different designs and styles and things to choose from and also have pages to choose from from different uh, you know for, with different purposes so uh, right now our pages are basically about lead generation that's kind of the first thing we want to solve but we'll also cr- start creating uh, landing pages with other purposes, with other conversion goals. So that's one of the main focuses is just getting, you know, expanding that library of, of pages that users can um, can use and customize. And, and there's also a couple more features that will tie into that. And we also have, um, well, we also have a few, let's say, smaller plugins coming out. Uh, one of them I can, one of them I guess I can talk about. So okay. one... <laughs> One plugin that we're going to release fairly soon is called Clever Widgets, and it's basically a plugin that will help, that will let you um, create targeting for widget areas. So, as a very simple example, you could have, um, let's say, in your sidebar widgets, you can go into a widget and make it appear only on posts in a specific category. Okay, so let's say you have an opt-in widget. So you could say, I'll have, you know, for one category on my site, I'll have one offer showing that's that's targeted to that to that category, and then for other categories, I'll have other opt-ins showing. Okay. So again, it's it's the mainly a conversion idea where you say, I want to have a better customization of what shows in my sidebar or in my widget areas, based on which page they're showing on, which post they're showing on, which category they're showing in, which tag they're showing in, and so on. That is awesome. I've done that with a couple, you know, like on my podcast page. I've got a big subscribe to iTunes, listen in Stitcher, um, but it, it's always, you know, sidebar specific. So I love mm-hmm. the Clever Widgets idea. So I'll definitely be <laughs> trying that out and, and promoting it. Um, God, this is awesome. this has been fantastic, Shane. Thank you so much. Last question for you, you know, is, and this is sort of a random one, so I hope I don't throw you for a loop, um, but <laughs> is there anything fun about yourself that you'd like to share that people may not know about you? Well, I, I guess uh, something that, that very few people know about me, and there's very, very little evidence of this either, crazily enough, like I have almost no pictures or videos of this happening, but, you know, one of my hobbies for many years was um, what's often called the Western martial arts, which is essentially... In my case, it was medieval sword fighting. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, and then one of the things I did for a while, and this is actually, you know, this is something I quite miss doing, to be honest, um, is we went around to, um, I think I guess you, you know, call them renaissance fairs or things like that. 
you know, medieval themed events. And we do, um, we we do fight shows there. We do medieval sword fighting shows there. That is awesome. Are you a fan of Game of Thrones? I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was just thinking that I've got a 14 year old son, and he just he loves this stuff. I'm like, God, I never even thought about getting it. There's got to be somewhere that he could try some of this. You know, <laughs> that's that's yes, awesome. Well, it's actually it's not very widespread this this Western martial arts thing. But I think yeah, if you look for Western martial arts, you might you might find something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's probably not a big thing in California, but you never know, right? <laughs> oh, I bet in California, I bet you can find someone, yeah. Okay, you yeah. You can I, find someone doing that. <laughs> I'm like an hour east of San Francisco. There's got to be something out in the Bay Area, so. Yes, yes. Um, God, th- Shane, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. And just to you and your team, I am a, a fan. I love this Thrive Content Builder and definitely want to get my hands on the themes next. But um, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to see this grow and expand. Oh, actually, one more quick little question, random mm-hmm. side note. What do you guys use for the affiliate program? I love the interface. It's clean. Did you guys build that from the ground up? No, no. We use a thing called iDev Affiliate, and okay. I can't recommend it, unfortunately. There are some issues with it that um, I would feel bad recommending that to anyone. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. You know, it's always helpful to hear different resources and tools that you guys use. So, um, okay. So I guess maybe that's going to be changing the future. But, again, thank you so much, Shane. This has been great. So there you have it. If you're not a Thrive Convert yet, I think you will be, (laughs) at least to test these. And I think the beauty of their tools and their products, again, um, I love that, which which most WordPress, you know, developers and and product creators do test speed and all that stuff. But I love the way everything looks. You guys know me. I'm a total geek about the visual stuff. So not only do their tools work really, really well, um, but they all look awesome. (laughs) So, and I have to tell you, I was playing with the, the Thrive leads yesterday and um, they had given me a, a pre-release copy to play with. And before, you know, so I'd been playing with it. And then I was I was working with it again last night. And there was already new templates. And that's one of the things that I love, too, is that they listen to the feedback. They add new features and new options. And so if you have used the Thrive Content Builder, the Lead Builder, so the, the styling, right? So if you want to create a pop-up, it is just like the Content Builder. Exact same format. So... You don't have to, to learn a new, you know, uh, interface, any of that kind of stuff. Super easy. Anyways, as always, thank you for listening. And I'd love a review on iTunes. If you feel inclined, um, hit me up there. That would be fantastic. And check out Thrive Leads, the WPChick.com forward slash Thrive Leads. Until next time, have a fabulous day. Leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot, but I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, There is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon. 